What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Not To Be Technical podcast. This is Charlie here with my boy, Nafis. Nafis, say what's up to everyone. What's up, everyone? Beautiful. Great job. <laughs> so welcome to, is this episode one? Is it two? I, I, I mean, how do you call it like, the first episode? Like, is it our pilot one that we did before? Is it zero? I think I'm it calling it zero. pilot. Yeah, Pi- let's I think go zero. Be, yeah, zero. Zero sounds cool, right? Like, that's how you do it in the podcast industry, right? That's how we do it. Okay, yeah, I think there's been surveys on this, and you know, everyone says it should be episode zero. So welcome to episode one of Not To Be Technical, which is really the second episode. It makes total sense. We're excited to be back. Thank you for listening. So, Nafis, what is going on? What's up with you? You know, um, it's Thursday. You know, I'm not the type of person that usually says, you know, I can't wait until tomorrow's Friday. But goddamn, I can't wait till tomorrow being Friday. But otherwise, dude, I'm pretty good. Life is like going exactly where I want it to go. Um, things are smooth. I really can't complain. You were out last weekend, so I got to hang out by myself. So everything is wonderful. That sounds miserable to me. <laughs> no, yeah, I was out. Uh, well, you know, TGIF, very good content in office. Love it. You know, let's, uh, yeah, let's get ready for Friday. But yeah, I was out last week. I went on a trip. It was very enjoyable. I went hiking with a good buddy of mine in the North Carolina, Tennessee area, visited the Smoky Mountains, really cool hiking. Some really weird cities too, or or I don't know if weird is the right word, but just a little eccentric. You know, you got Gatlinburg, Tennessee, and then Pigeon Forge, which is almost- Pigeon Forge. Yeah, Pigeon Forge. It Really, Pigeon Forge, that city, it's like in Orlando, you have International Drive, which is just like- a bunch of touristy stuff like right outside the theme parks pigeon forge is that but just in the middle of like tennessee north carolina wherever it is just like very country like they have this thing called dolly world i think for dolly Parton. i don't know there's like it, it is it, it's a good time but it's it's a little different but I, yeah i had a lot of fun I, i'm glad to be back though i also have to thank you dude you were you watched my cat while i was gone that, that was very helpful um I have something to get off my chest that I haven't told you about. That's not good. Um, about my cat? Yes. Uh, okay. Well, um, he, I mean, he, he is good. I mean, I mean I've been back a couple days now. I hope you... What did you do? I pooped in his kitty litter box. Ah, I see. Well... <laughs> That's why I asked you how I could throw away the trash bag before you got home, because I, I didn't want you to find it. Well, Dolphus, I will say that that's oddly a relieving thing to hear. Uh, it must have been very relieving for you as you did it. <laughs> very but, relieving. But uh, thank you for being forthcoming here. Uh, this is a surprise to me. Uh, but you know what? It, I do have the litter robot, which I did talk about in episode zero. That that takes some maneuvering, dude. It, it's not. It, it's a big litter box, but to get in there, I mean, you you really uh, you uh, went all out. I was really squatting for quite a period of time, without right. the use of your squatty potty. Wow. Well. It, I, you know what? You really did have a depressing time while I was out of town then. So <laughs> I'm sorry I did that to you. I was never going to leave you alone again. Um, or, or with my cat or with my litter box. There. All right. Well, I guess I'm going to move on from that. <laughs> but, but, you know, one thing I did notice while traveling besides uh, you giving me updates that seemed very uh, good about my cat uh, while I was gone there's a lot of things that are obsolete in certain parts of the country that are like travel based. I, I think one of the most like noticeable ones is like, I, I feel like when you're on airplanes now, Wi-Fi should just be included. Like if you don't have Wi-Fi included, like it should just be an industry standard. Like I, I remember I went on a JetBlue flight not that long ago 
And Wi-Fi is free on there. That's great. You know, get on there, check some work emails, you know, still use iMessage, can text over Wi-Fi. You know, grand old time over on the JetBlue. Took American on this trip. And, you know, first off, like, you know, and just to, to clarify, like, I get things with COVID. Things are different. You know, I'm fully vaccinated. I felt comfortable personally, you know, going on the plane. But American, you know, doesn't even offer you, like, food or drink anymore. So they're already cutting a, a lot of the cost out there, right? But they're also charging $15 just to use the most basic internet plan to browse anything. I'm not going to pay $15 to just check my work emails and, you know, whatever, like tax and stuff like that. Like, I don't understand what Americans are doing. Are they trying to get back customers? It makes no sense to me. Now, I agree with you thinking like Wi-Fi should be standard on airplanes. It just... It feels like a necessity at these yeah. days. But I also don't know how Wi-Fi works on planes. Like, I, how do you get internet on a plane? So that's the only qualification I give them. To be fair to office, so I know how to, like, configure Wi-Fi and routers and stuff like that. But how does Wi-Fi work at all? Well, <laughs> so airwaves. I don't know. Like, how does I get satellites? Some, like, <laughs> basic premise of the internet, right? Like, essentially, there are cables underground everywhere right there's cables that span across from like north america all the way to like you know europe which is crazy when you think about it like that that people had to like put these cables in wires put them under the sea but then like i don't get the airplane wi-fi stuff but i still think we need it like whatever it costs it should be subsidized by the world government yeah and we've gone from a place where like yeah, everyone would freak out that like the plane's gonna crash if you keep your cellular data on on your phone and you don't put it on airplane mode. Like I, I remember, like when I was younger, like, oh, like is everything on airplane mode? Like this or that? It's like now it's more you should go on airplane mode for like Saving the betterment of your yeah of your own device. But before yeah. it was like you know everyone would freak out like please put it, is it on airplane mode? Blah blah blah. Now it's like there's Wi-Fi there, so you're right. I don't know how it works. You know, maybe maybe we'll find some expert on your plane Wi-Fi. Freedom. If you know about yeah. plane Wi-Fi, hit yeah. us up. Freedom in here for a thrilling interview that'll last two hours. On if you know Wi-Fi. anything about plane Wi-Fi, please tell all the airliners yeah. immediately. Or if you know anything about running cables across the entire world for just internet, and we can start there. But yeah, so I feel like that's that, that's like the first like I don't know if I would call that an obsolete thing, but I do think American Airlines, whatever airline does, I'm sure Spirit Spirit will get Wi Fi like 2050. But yeah, like, bro. I'm on Spirit in a couple weeks. Oh yeah, I mean dude, those prices though, it's, it's fine. You know, you keep your Wi Fi, but like I mean it's I, it really should be the standard. But the the real thing that made me think about obsolete things when traveling is so you know I'm driving through a lot of these mountain towns kind of remote you know it's different than here in South Florida you know it's it's not as much of the luxury you know hotels a bunch of little things that look like you know Vermont inns random things like that right not not to shit on them but you know it, 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 we're not talking Marriott here right so so you're you're driving by you know and you see signs they're advertising certain things you know in Florida maybe it's like you know you got the pool or there's like a rooftop bar whatever who knows like those little like signs with like the words on it, like billboard not billboards I don't even know what they're called whatever so I see one that said they're they're very proud of the fact that they have pay-per-view movies available at the hotel. So, I love pay-per-view. I love it. I don't well, think I've ever paid for that. I don't even know what that is really, aside from like watching like well, fights. 
so cable subscriptions, right? Like before like HBO Max, Netflix, etc., you could actually go and just buy any movie on there as you saw it in the schedule. Like you could uh, select yes, yes, it. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I'm talking about. Like they still have that, right? And so like, okay, you know what? Like maybe if like you're traveling, you don't have a device. It, it, that's the thing. Everyone has a device now. Everyone can watch Netflix and go on the Wi-Fi here or there, right? Or, or whatever they're doing. I don't get it. But that got me thinking. The, the hotels are still offering pay-per-view adult entertainment through, through the TVs there. And I'm sorry, like, if you're watching adult entertainment and you don't know how to get that on your phone or your laptop or at this point, like, I'm very concerned for you. And you should, I, I don't, if that's a drawing point to going to a hotel, you know, I, I'm, I'm not sure what to say there. Um, Charlie, pay-per-view porn just be hitting different. You just don't understand. <laughs> I, I guess I don't understand. I mean, I would think that, you know, everything at the axis of your fingertips on the phone or whatever would be better. But, you know, it sounds like you have experience there at the yeah. Ramada Inn. I, uh, you know, I, I, on the Internet, I do like to bookmark uh, pay-per-view porn. Um, <laughs> I have an extensive collection. <laughs> I, I don't think that. I think that's a little different than pay-per-view at the hotels, you know, but that, that's fine, you know, because you could pull that up at the hotel, but you know, that, that's okay, novice. You, you, you do you. That's fine. I, I do have one more thing I noticed that was obsolete. So I didn't end up needing to rent a car when I was on this trip. You know, my buddy had his car, we were driving, but I looked into it just in case like we decided like, oh, you know, maybe you want to switch off driving because he drives stick. I don't drive stick. You know, I, I don't care. I just saw automatic. I don't give a shit about learning how to drive stick. But, you know, so it's like I couldn't even help him out with the driving. We were driving all over, so which was fine. He knew that. You know, but I, I did have the thought like, OK, you know, like what if we got a rental car? So I was looking up some of the prices and you can pay you pay like it was like $20 extra a day for this one thing I saw to get navigation on your car, like the GPS, like into like the little head unit. Right. Who the hell doesn't know how to use Google Maps, Waze, Apple Maps, etc. like on your phone at this point? Like I mean like maybe there's some like people that are just not tech savvy like that it still applies to. But like even then I feel like it would be harder to navigate on the head unit with those really bad touchscreens and like your own phone. Like you have to be using that. Like no one's map questing and shit. This reminds me of my mom, like, using her, like, car GPS for, like, years after, oh, like, maps. I was like, yo, you could use your phone. And then eventually, like, I programmed, like, our address and stuff into her phone and it worked. But question there. Um, like, so I'm always trying to find, like, what, you know, might be the devil's advocate position here. Like, I mean, what, what like, did you have, like, proper service the whole time everywhere you were? I know you kind of went hiking. Like, that's the only reason why I could see that being useful, maybe, but... Yeah, so that's a good point. I mean, we weren't hiking with our cars up the mountains, <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to clarify that. Um, I am hike. a hiking expert, mind yeah, the, you. The, uh, the definition of hiking, which I learned recently because I was giving a friend shit for, say, like, because we live in Florida, and, like, he wanted to go on a hike in a park in Florida. I'm like, dude, like, there's no elevation here. Like, we're not hiking. But the definition of hiking is just a long walk for leisure. I, I quickly apologized to my friend. I said, hey, you know what? Like, you were right. Hiking is in Florida. You can go on a lawn walk for leisure anywhere. But uh, but yeah, you definitely can't. You don't do cars when hiking. So, but to to go back to the, the real <laughs> question there, uh, not be an asshole. Uh, yeah, it's uh, I I do think that maybe there could be something there. I I can't imagine like because because when we were driving around, like there were some areas where like I didn't get service and they quickly came back. Like, I mean, we weren't in we were in remote parts of like the Smoky Mountains, but like not. Yeah. 
you know, like I was never out of service for like longer than like 10 minutes or something. But, you know, yeah, maybe like, you know, in different parts of the country. But I, I think what's concerning there with the car GPS is, and I would imagine that, you know, rental car service would, would have this taken care of though, would be like, okay, so like downloading updates. Cause I remember like my car has a built-in GPS that I never use. I have like Apple CarPlay and I just put Waze up through it. Yeah. For, for whatever reason, like you have to download, well, not for whatever reason, like you have to download updates to the map because it's not oh, connected yeah, yeah. to Wi-Fi I remember all the time, this. right? Yeah. Yeah, so it's like on your mom's car. I can't imagine. She's like, oh, God, I got I to gotta go download my update for the maps to make sure it's Never. accurate. Uh, yeah, you know, so it's hopefully they do that there. But, yeah, if you're ordering this, like you're, you're already far gone. You're, you're, you're too far gone. Like you, I, if you're relying on that, like I'm sorry. <laughs> Speaking of like obsolete stuff, we both just bought these. So it makes me think of it immediately, which is the AirTags. So I think my first, well, my wait, first. Imp- well, like, let's explain the AirTags real quick, just okay. in case someone doesn't know what they are. Do you, do you want to do that? You want me to? You go for it. So Apple just um, announced something called AirTags, which essentially is there's another thing I think you're getting into. There's another company that, that did it first. AirTags essentially are these little circles that you could attach to your keys, to your wallet. You can put them anywhere. You know, they're they're just about the size of a quarter, and it works within the Apple ecosystem. To, uh, you know, if you lose something, you can go on your, almost like find my iPhone. Like you can go in there and it'll start beeping so you can find your keys, your wallet, wherever else you want to put this, right? It's, it's, I'll let you get into yeah. the next part of it. But before you do that, one thing I just want to bring up, something that does hit different is when you have a friend or someone and you're both interested in something, you're like, yo, dude, let's go in on this because the bundle deal like is cheaper. And that's exactly what <laughs> I did here. Because the AirTags, like, they're pretty affordable. Like, in terms of, like, compared to the competitors, it's $29.99 for one of them. But they also have a four-pack, and I think that was $100 or something like that, right? So you save some money there. And, like, as soon as Nops, I heard about this, and I saw the four-pack, like, dude, like, I only need two of them. He's like, yo, let's just go in on it. Like, that that always is just so exciting, you know? It's just, like... Like, you know, like you could do that like in a restaurant, like you go, oh, you want to get this entree and just like split it. Like, sure, that's exciting. But like when you're talking like something like this, it's like, hell yeah, dude, let's get it. You know, like there's something that it's different there. It, but. it definitely made it more of a guilt free purchase for me. And then yeah. I think, um, you know, so you actually sent me sort of like your little highlights from, you know, watching like the, you know, the Apple developer conference, whatever. Yeah. And, you know, you were like, yeah, you should get the AirTags. I was like, at first, I was a little bit offended for like two seconds. And then I went and watched, you know, I watched the video and then I was like, oh, shit, Charlie's right. I, I do be losing my phone all the time. Or not my phone, my, my keys specifically. It's always like if I lose my keys and I spend 20 minutes looking for it, I was like, this could happen three times in a year and this will like pay for itself for me yeah. uh, immediately. So that's the main reason why I bought it. But the other reason was just me saying fuck you to Tile because <laughs> I I originally bought Tile as a Kickstarter campaign and as some like sort of preface here. Tile is sort of like the predecessor uh, before, you know, AirTags. They were essentially the company that sort of started developing this type of technology where um, essentially what it does is it allows you to locate your device by pinging off other Bluetooth devices in the area in the same network, um, specifically only for Tile. The reason why, in my opinion, Tile becomes sort of obsolete, like really the only win factor they have right now is that they have like more versatile like size factors for these things. So you can fit one maybe better in your wallet or whatever than like Apple standard size. But Apple just kind of comes out the gate 
with a billion devices in the mix. And like, I don't know, I think Tile has a few million. Like it immediately is just obsolete. Like you just got blown out of the water in a week. Like, no, in office, that's huge. So imagine this, like you're working at Tile, like, like you said, it started as a Kickstarter and, and you're kind of like, all right, you know what? This is a really like good, like there's not a huge market share for this. No one was doing it before Tile. So they got a few million devices now. But what Nofis means by like uh, Apple's like way more devices out there. So it's using everyone's iPhone and Apple devices to better locate you know, the devices that have air tags. So not only is it built into the Apple ecosystem, like which everyone, you know, that uses it, you know, generally favors it and like, you know, kind of buys multiple devices and it, it so it works seamlessly well together, but it actually uses each of the phones that in around a random area to help find whatever is lost with the air tag. So the technology just cannot be matched. Like I can't imagine anyone matching that technology especially Tile, which was just kind of on their own there. So it, it really is, I, I think, yeah, I can see why when I said obsolete before, you thought of Tile and the AirTags here. It Immediately. A, dude, imagine, Immediately. <laughs> dude, imagine getting like, like, well, you know, I feel bad. But like, imagine getting a job in Tile, like you're all amped up for it. Like, I'm at this startup, <laughs> like things are going good. And then Apple just decides to fuck your day up. So I just, while we were talking, I just looked up their stock. It doesn't seem to have plummeted. I mean, it seems to have been staying stable. But uh, mm. if you have that stock, you should probably pull out right yeah. about now. Yeah, and I, I want to clarify, too, that Novice and I are, you know, just a disclaimer, this is not financial advice, we're not financial advisors, but I'm very uh, confident in saying, like, just sell the goddamn stock right now. <laughs> sell uh, it right now, that is my advice. No, I may I, or may not be a financial advisor. Okay, very good. That's news to me. Sure as hell doesn't seem like it from what you've told me. But, yeah, I, if there's any dips from Tile... <laughs> I would not buy the dips. I would just sell immediately. Do not pump and dump with Tile. No, no, this is not the future. Apple, though? Apple, they're going to go up. I mean, whatever. But, yeah, let's not get too much into stocks. It's too crazy. But yeah, dude, they're, they're gone. Out of here. But, you know what? Apple is... Apple's killing a lot of things lately. I mean, you know, there's, like... I, I think of things, like... I think one thing you brought up recently is, like how Instagram took stories from Snapchat originally, and then people, a lot more people started using that more on Instagram. They took a little bit of the market share for the people like stories. Uh, I don't also, remember ever saying this, but probably. Let's go. You definitely said it to me. I'm positive of this. Uh, I think it was what we were talking about. Uh, it, it wasn't on the podcast. We were talking about Clubhouse and then how I, I was bringing up Twitter and how Twitter actually uh, yes, and like the rooms implemented and like the, the voice rooms. And it's like, you know, if people just use Twitter, they don't need Clubhouse. But going back to Apple killing stuff too. So Apple does this too. They buy up businesses. They come out with something better. And one of the things that's a little different, not like from a product perspective, but they're really, this is actually huge what they're doing now. And I don't know if a lot of people that aren't in advertising realize this. So Apple has just implemented in their latest like iOS updates. And this is good for the users. It's complete transparency into when apps are tracking you on your phone. So you may notice now uh, when you start using Instagram, Facebook, wh whatever app has some type of something called a tracking pixel inside of it, which once you kind of cookied as a user on your device, that's what advertising platforms use to power, you know, any type of remarketing to you, any type of uh, interest-based marketing. Before you yeah. continue, you, you used a buzzword that I know when I started working with you, I, I definitely asked you a couple times. 
Uh, for our listeners, what is a tracking pixel? All right, so a tracking pixel, it's almost like I, when, you, when you go on a website, whether it's on your computer, your phone, or whatever it may be, there is something that is applied to your web browser, your phone browser that is unique to you. Uh, it's all completely anonymized. It, there's there's not really personal data stored in there. That, but what it does is it'll then be attached to you as you go to other websites. So for example, if you're on Facebook and you have the Facebook tracking pixel applied to your computer or to your account, uh, what that's gonna do is, let's say you start looking at websites um, about traveling, right? And you start getting traveling ads even though you didn't look that up in Facebook. That's why you had a pixel attached to you. So, oh, really? I thought it's because Facebook uh, was listening to me on my phone calls. Well, you know Is what? That's that not a, what's going on? I, I mean, I, I could rant about that for hours and you do that novice. So I, I think... Uh, when I might come, have been poking the beast there no, a little bit. So I, I, that is a common thing that comes up where people think that your phone is listening to you at all times. And maybe there were some shady companies doing that in the past. But I, I really think it, it'd be hard to, I, I mean, there's some articles out there that like claim it was happening and all this, but like there's no legitimate evidence of it. And the risk is so high in terms of Facebook and Google listening to you at all times and then using that to advertise to you. I think what people don't realize is that the advertising platforms have so much data in terms of like what I just described, where right, there's a tracking pixel applied to you, and you start looking at traveling websites. It's beyond that. Like that's very simple to understand. It's like they might understand that you are looking at all these other different genres of random websites and topics, and that usually leads to traveling. It could be something completely unrelated, but they just have years and years of data on this. So the amount of data that's automated in the background for every click and decision you do has become smarter and smarter by the day. And people don't realize how powerful these platforms are. So if you get an ad for something you talked about recently, that's not because it was listening to you. It's because like these advertising platforms are damn good. It's like we have, there's so much data. They just know like around this time of day, this and that, like it's, they're optimizing it. It's just, it's all done with AI in the background. I, I think that's what people fear when they get targeted about something they talked about recently. It's just the advertising and the targeting being extremely effective, which is happening more and more. So you're telling me what we should be scared of is actually the AI behind it all. I mean, I, I think that is scarier for sure. I, I'd say it's probably a little scarier maybe for some people in the industry too. I, I think that's something that comes up where AI is gonna take you know jobs and things like that. And when it comes to like digital marketing jobs, I don't think that's true, but if you're a very one-dimensional digital marketer, like maybe be scared about that. But no, I, I don't, I, I mean, yeah, I think the AI behind it is extremely powerful. And like from a consumer standpoint, like, yes, like I could see how that would fear some. Bringing it back to kind of like Apple and what they're doing now, and Facebook has been the most outspoken like opponent to this. So Apple just recently implemented an iOS notifying users when a tracking pixel is being added to your phone, to your account, whatever, on your phone. And I've seen it now already since the latest iOS update. It's like, hey, like Facebook is using a pixel to track you. Do you want to allow this for more personalized advertising or do you want to ask Facebook to not track you, right? So I feel like most people are going to say, ask Facebook not to track me, right? I mean, that's, I, I, I mean, I personally don't do that. Just, I, I think most, the majority of people are going to say no to that. And Facebook knows that too. What that's doing to not just Facebook, but any app that tracks users with the pixel I just described on like on a phone or whatever, 
that's going to make it so much harder for like that situation I described of like traveling and then ads showing up to you. There. Why is that the case? Are we cutting off their ability yeah, to siphon yeah. our data? That's right. The tracking pixel on Apple devices can now just essentially be blocked. Okay. And so what that means is Google, Facebook are no longer allowed to use that data from Apple devices to make those decisions from the AI that they've been doing for years and years. So uh, obviously digital marketing is not going to stop because of that. But it's definitely going to throw a wrench in a lot of advertising campaigns that have been effective in the past. Uh, it, it's there's new ways to kind of try to get the pixel to be more effective, rely a little bit more on website, web browsers, email lists, like all of these things that you know savvy digital marketers should be doing. But yeah, it, it is going to be tough for some people to adjust. So, so when you say some people, I'm, I'm obviously assuming the marketers on yes, the other yes. end. When it comes to consumers, do you think it's an overall plus or a minus? I think on the consumer standpoint, and Apple has been pretty good with this. I think it's good business for Apple, first off, right? I yeah, mean, they're, or they're just being political in general. like Yeah, it's like, hey, you know, like we we want it, – it, this goes back to the microphone stuff too, if it's listening to you. Even before this update, which was just like in the past couple of weeks, it'll tell you if an app is requesting to use your microphone or your video. It, it makes I actually it really clear. like that. Yeah, yeah like that and, or navigation or any of those yeah. little little I, like indicators that you're on a call or something. I thought it was small, but I really like those. Yeah, and that's the thing. It, it builds consumer trust. And it, 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 it's the right thing to do. Like You should know if like something's listening to you or whatever. And you should know if something is tracking you. And I think a lot of people just, they, they don't need to be aware of how tracking pixels work and things like that. I obviously am because of my career. But like once they understand what that is it, and it's being told them on there, I, I think it's a good thing. I could see why it's a bad thing for businesses and companies. And not to really like go on that side of it, not just for yeah. what I do for work, but I, I think something a lot of people don't realize is how reliant companies are on digital marketing. I mean, whatever you know, career or job you have, like, like I'd say ninety-five percent of them like use digital marketing, and this will affect them if they use Facebook or certain types of prospecting, <laughs> like on Google yeah. and all. Right, and it's. It's something that, okay, if you lose effectiveness in advertising or that starts to be less effective, what are you going to see? You're going to see more paywalls, more subscription-based things and various services that can't offer effective ads anymore. So, for example, let's say – this isn't a great example, but let's just say like Spotify, for example, is making a lot – or Pandora, whatever. Pandora is making a lot of money from the visual ads on their desktop app, Right. Like it's like people clicking on it, but now there's no tracking pixels on the mobile devices that are Apple because they can request to not have the tracking pixels to anyone that's using that Pandora or Spotify app, right? Their advertising platform might get less and less effective now, which is how they make money very easily. So what will they have to make decisions on? Okay, well, what if we're not making money from advertising anymore? We might need to up the Spotify subscription fee or the Pandora you know, plus whatever the Pandora thing is, like each month, we might need to look for new ways to charge the consumers. There's a lot that advertising does to keep costs down for services that are, you know, that we use every day. And people, I don't think, are aware of that as much as, you know, maybe they should be. Like there is actually a lot of benefits when it comes to payments to things from advertising because it's such a big revenue source. Uh, so I know a lot of this already. I asked you some of these questions because 
I do like to hear yeah. what your your thought is on it, but I've also gotten yelled at you for once I started working in marketing for having ad blocker on and to stop using it. You know, I, I've honestly, like once I've learned a little bit more on the digital marketing end, I, I've actually come to favor ads a bit more, especially when I'm looking to make a purchase. I don't go in incognito. I don't try to hide what I'm actually looking for. Like, you know, like more recently I bought a bag, yeah. you know, and like, once I was looking up bags, I was like, I, you know, I kind of put in a couple of key phrases that I knew would then be tracked all over my social media and that I would consistently be fed different bags that I could look up on my own time. And then once I was done looking at bags, all I had to do was click on those ads and say, like, this isn't relevant to me anymore because I bought a bag. <laughs> and then they went away after a week. Like, it's not that bad. No, it's, and that's, so that's also the thing too. And to go back to what you were talking about before, people think like, what they're speaking about like then it comes up like yeah it's effective you know for you it's very literal like you were looking at bags and like it came up like remarketing is what that's called yeah. right but when something comes up you didn't directly go on a website yet or you just started talking yeah. about it i think what's happening with a lot of people what they don't realize is they almost get horse blinders to things that are not relevant to them right like let's say you're on facebook and there's ads you scroll right past them not relevant to me don't care right what advertisers are trying to do is find an ad that's going to get you to stop scrolling and look at it and engage, right? Let's say for the, the traveling example before where like, you know, you start getting or the like traveling ads on Facebook, right? You, you did not talk about traveling to a specific place. Let's say Pigeon Forge ads start coming up, right? Like for a very specific thing. I have only mentioned it verbally out loud, but I've never looked it up. And now I'm freaking out. How did Facebook know about this? Well, going back to all of that data we were talking about before in the AI, you might have been seeing those ads for like a week now, and now you're noticing it because you have just brought it up verbally and it's top of mind. The law of attraction, baby. That's Let's exactly go. it. The law of attraction. That's what happens. That was a very specific example of Pigeon Forge. I think people think about like, oh, like- Yeah, know, it's like, going to be hard like, to really get yeah, an for that. That'd well, be weird. Yeah, yeah that, that was definitely oh, yeah. listening if, to if, you. That, if that happens to you, if you get a Pigeon Forge ad, I would immediately like throw away your phone, get a birder and like move out of the country. But, yeah, some, something's off. Yeah, something's up there. But like for like a random product or like something that's a little bit more broad in nature, which I feel like is usually what you hear about when people complain about that. Like it, it's just, like you said, the law of attraction, it's top of mind. You start noticing the ad now. That's just how it works. Charlie, um, that was some very riveting and enlightening conversation on uh, all of this digital marketing uh, mumbo jumbo that I don't really understand. Um, I feel like but, mumbo jumbo kind of devalues it, just to be honest. Um, I kind of wanted to devalue it a little bit. Um, now I feel bad. Well you, know what, well, you know what else should be devalued is your pay-per-view bookmarks in your web browser. <laughs> Don't, Don't you dare talk about my bookmarks again. But sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead with the outro, Doc, because you're um, killing it. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> that is the end of episode one or two. Um, whatever you guys want to call it. Actually, no, we called it episode one. It's, it's episode one. That's what um, we're calling it, guys. If you want to call it something else, you can, but like, we're not going to acknowledge it officially. But like, we don't care about you guys, so it's whatever. Catch us on Instagram, at not to be technical. Catch us on Spotify, maybe, or some other audio recording application or program. Wherever podcasts can be found. Find us. <laughs>